It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and fake. As he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. Your boy Q here, steadily going through this offseason, steadily getting closer and closer to the NFL draft, getting very excited. April 25th is the day I'm looking forward to. Nashville, Tennessee, cannot wait. Boy, it's going to be exciting to see how the Raiders improve their roster. And believe me, they got a lot of work to do. They've done a lot of work in the offseason, but they got a lot of work to do. Coming up on today's show, got a lot of good stuff for you. Coming up in segment number three, I got calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. I've been trying to get through all the calls that I've been collecting. Got a couple lengthy ones in segment number three. Segment number two, I got a little bit shorter calls. I'll have a lot more calls, but they'll be a lot more shorter. Again, the lengthier ones will be in segment number three. Only got a couple of those. Don't want to make the episode too, too long. If you've been noticing, over the past couple weeks, every single episode has been about 50 minutes, and I know a lot of that has to do with lengthy calls and lengthy segments because of calls, but still want to get them all in because people take the time to call in, so I want to make sure that everyone is getting their voice heard on the podcast. So that'll be in segment number three, the lengthy calls. Segment number two will be the little bit shorter calls. Here in segment number one, got a variety of things I want to touch on. 
I like to always give you the news and notes around about the day, and really there wasn't a whole lot of news and notes that uh, dropped on Monday. Uh, the AAF opportunities continue, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, that uh, that league that folded and the Raiders signed a guy from it last week, well, they signed a guy from him on Monday. Wide receiver DeMornay Pearson L., I think that's how you say it, DeMornay Pearson L. Uh, he played with the Salt Lake City Stallions, and he signed with the Raiders on Monday. He spent time with the Alouettes and the Redskins. That comes from Ian Rappaport. I'm not even going to pretend and try to break him down and say anything about him besides the fact that he's a wide receiver, and I know he does like punt returns, and he works in the slot. But besides that, I really don't know anything about the dude. So just throwing it out there just so you know that it happened. It was a transaction that happened. Another name to add to the roster. But nothing major as far as I'm concerned. Just another piece to the puzzle. He'll be a guy that'll compete for a spot. But don't expect him to be a guy that you see on the roster in the season or even contribute at any point in the season. I don't expect it at least. Maybe he'll he'll jump up and shock me. You never know. These guys just need opportunities sometimes. But I don't know too much about him. DeMornay Pearson L. Last played with the Salt Lake City Stallions of the AAF. Signed with the Raiders on Monday. Spent time with the Alouettes and the Redskins. And that's it. (laughs) And that was really the highlight, the low light. And it wasn't even a low light. Uh, That's probably the wrong word to use. But what's been going on that I feel like I have to speak on at some point or speak on now just because it's continued and continued and continued. And it went up from over the weekend to leaking into Monday as well. And all of a sudden it's starting to catch a bunch of headlines. And that is the little social media beef between Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to probably sound like an old man getting uh, angry at my young kids or whatever, and that's fine. But I'm so over social media, it is ridiculous. I am so not really the social media dude, and I know that I have Twitter, and I know that I go to Twitter all the time, and I talk about stuff I see on Twitter all the time. I get that. I absolutely get that. But if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that you don't ever see me really beefing with nobody. You don't see me airing out no dirty laundry. You don't know what's going on in my relationship. Every once in a while, I might you know shout out one of my kids or something for doing something. But for the most part, you don't see me popping off on Twitter just because it's not that serious. I don't do it on Facebook. Hell, I barely even log on and even get on Facebook. I used to like Facebook when Twitter was connected to it and something I could tweet out would also go on to Facebook. It don't do that no more. So now it's almost like no purpose for me. So if I wasn't doing the job that I'm doing as far as on ESPN Central Texas as a radio host, I probably wouldn't have any social media. And if I didn't have this podcast to go along with it, I sure wouldn't have social media. But, you know, it is the case. It is what it is. But these two dudes are going back and forth and they're just talking and they're talking and AB is throwing out stuff that's unnecessary and you know Juju's done a couple little firing a couple shots himself and it's really a whole bunch of nothing it's really a whole bunch of nothing what I really care about is what happens on the field I personally would wish that Antonio Brown would just not worry about Juju Smith-Schuster or anything else going on in Pittsburgh and just keep on doing what he's been doing since he's been a member of the Raiders and that's working out working out with Bill Romanowski that's getting ready for the season you know trying to uh, carry that chip that's on his shoulder and, and prove a point and go chase Jerry Rice like that's what I want to see him doing but I also understand that a person is a person and Tigers aren't going to change their stripes they're just not so I get it Antonio Brown is a dude who's going to go on to social media and be an emotional dude I get that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go on social media and be an emotional dude as well I mean he's not exempt from this I don't think that technically he's done anything wrong I don't think Antonio Brown's done anything wrong I just think it's a bunch of silliness that I hope hurries up and ends so AB can get back to doing what he wants to do which is concentrating on getting ready for the season concentrating on getting guys and holding guys accountable throughout the season to make the team better that's what I really care about 
right now I've been seeing on Twitter, on social media, a bunch of Steeler fans saying, oh yeah, the Raiders regret that. The Raiders are going to regret that uh, that trade and that move and giving him all that money. Now they're going to see the monster that he is. Look, I'm not even in that kind of category. I think there's still a bunch of Steeler fans that are angry by the way that everything ended with Antonio Brown. Like, I totally get it. I'm, I'm not mad at them. I just, I, I get it. So, I'm not upset by the way that the, the Raiders went and made the move for Antonio Brown and got him. You know, again, giving up a third and a fifth, I was fine with that. I'm okay with the money that they gave him. I just want to see some production on the field. And we all know that Antonio Brown, he can produce. Now, the question has been floating around Twitter and on a bunch of different one of these uh, like NFL Network shows is who's going to have the better season in 2019. Everyone says that Antonio Brown's going to be pissed because he's going to have numbers that are going to be dropped. He's working with Derek Carr and John Gruden. And it's not going to be anything like Big Ben and what they're doing in Pittsburgh. But if you look at the situations, if you really just look at it, and I'm just looking at it from a statistic point of view, what really matters and what's really going to prove on who's going to have the better season, and it's not about having a better season than Juju or Juju having a better season than AB. It's about getting wins for the team. I don't care what the numbers are for AB. I just want to see the team have a lot more wins than they had in 2018 and show that this team is definitely headed in the right direction. But what I'm looking at, man, if I'm just looking at the stuff on paper, the stats on paper, I'm thinking that what's going to determine... How good of season A.B. has, what his surrounding cast looks like. And that's the same for Juju Smith-Schuster. Remember, these guys used to play together. Think about this. In 2018, A.B. had 104 catches for 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, he only had 111 catches for 1,426 yards and 7 touchdowns. Do you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Those guys used to offset each other. So there was never a time when a defensive back or a, a defense could double these guys because they both could burn you. Think about that again. Antonio Brown had 104 catches for 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns in 2018. Juju had 111 catches for 1,426 yards and 7 touchdowns. Almost 2,800 yards and almost 30 touchdowns between the two guys. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, you take one away from the other. You take A.B. away from the situation in, in Pittsburgh. And right now, as of April 9th, what are they left with as far as wide receivers? James Washington, 16 catches, 217 yards, one touchdown. Dante Moncrief, 48 catches, 668 yards, three touchdowns. Eli Rogers, 12 catches, 79 yards, no touchdowns. Ryan Switzer, 36 catches, 253 yards, one touchdown. You think, that ain't that great. That's not a whole lot of production. You know what that is? 112 total catches, 1,217 yards, and five touchdowns. Antonio Brown had more yards than all those guys combined. And he only had eight catches less than all those guys. And, oh, by the way, he had 15 touchdowns where they only had five. So you think, well, Pittsburgh's uh, situation doesn't look too good without him. Yeah, well, then look at what the Raiders got. You know, don't get all high and mighty yet, Raider Nation. Tyrell Williams just acquired 41 catches, 653 yards, five touchdowns. J.J. Nelson, seven catches, 64 yards, no touchdowns. Ryan Grant just acquired 35 catches, 334 yards, one touchdown. Marcel Aitman, 15 catches, 154 yards, one touchdown. You know what that's a total of? 98 catches, 1,205 yards, and seven touchdowns for those other four Raider wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster had 111, 1,426 yards, and seven touchdowns. So really, what I'm saying, I'm giving you all these numbers to point out that everything is very similar. Everything is very even. What really is going to matter is the cast and characters of who can be around these guys. Going into the draft, I know we as fans want the team to get as much defense as possible because the defense needs to get better. But think about this. Are you comfortable with A.B. being the wide receiver number one? And then, oh, by the way, these are the cast and characters of the wide receivers. I think the wide receiver room got better through free agency. But this is not overwhelming numbers. This is not huge stats. This is not blow the top off the, the, the defense type numbers. It's just not. It's numbers that can improve, 
probably will improve given the situation. I think Tyrell Williams will do a lot better than 41 catches and 653 yards. I think he has an opportunity to to get close to 1,000 yards, maybe 800, 850 yards. Who knows? Maybe he could have like a Jared Cook type year. And I know that I haven't put in the tight end. I haven't put in the running back, but I didn't do that for the, the Steelers either. I'm just talking about the wide receivers. Who could complement who the best? That's going to be the question. The Raiders need to find guys that can complement A.B. They need to complement this offense. They need to continue to get guys for Derek Carr to thrive and get better and get better and have more production. I expect more production out of the running back position from the Raiders. Uh, That's another reason why I mentioned Josh Jacobs is a guy in the draft. He's a guy who's very similar to what a Le'Veon Bell could do. And I I don't want to say Le'Veon Bell because he's one of the really best to do it. But... Alvin Kamara, he's up there. He's up there, and he's really stinking good. Look what he does for Drew Brees. I can see Josh Jacobs being very Alvin Kamara type. Think about if you add that kind of production to what A.B. is going to bring and what Tyrell Williams could bring and what Ryan Grant may be able to bring. You know, I don't know if J.J. Nelson's going to make the squad. I really don't. Marcel Aitman, I think he has a lot of upside, but he didn't really do anything. Funny, Marcel Aitman had 15 catches for 154 yards and one touchdown. He went to Oklahoma State. James Washington for Pittsburgh, he had 16 catches for 217 yards and one touchdown. He went to Oklahoma State. Matter of fact, Marcel Aitman was always in James Washington's shadow at Oklahoma State, and neither one of them did very much in 2018. Again, not saying that A.B. is going to just have the best statistical season ever. You know, he's not going to go for 1,200, 1,300 yards. I'm not predicting that. I'm saying he could, but you got to have the surrounding cast. you got to make sure that that cast is solid. So when you go back and look what the Raiders did in free agency, try to shore up that offensive line. Obviously, are trying to get more, more weapons, more weapons, more weapons for, for Derek Carr. That's going to help the production. If you have a, just a bunch of fluff out there, A.B. is going to struggle. He's going to struggle not from lack of effort, but just because defenses can cheat. That's, that's the whole point of basically what I'm saying in this whole segment right here is that for A.B. to be as successful as we as fans want him to be, there's got to be some real deal weapons around him, around Derek Carr, similar to what Carr had in 2016 when Amari Cooper was really on his A game and Michael Crabtree was still on his A game. They both went over 1,000 yards receiving. Those are the kind of seasons. That's the kind of season that the Raiders need to be able to put in in 2019. I believe Antonio Brown will go over 1,000 yards, but who's going to step up and get close to 1,000 yards with them? If he's Batman, who's going to be his Robin? Juju was a hell of a Robin. Matter of fact, he was such a Robin that he made Batman expendable. Is there a guy on the roster right now or a guy that they could draft coming up that could be that guy, that Robin, that go-to, that big-time number two guy? That's what's going to be needed. So a lot of whatever is being made right now about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster on social media, I don't even care. I can care less. I can do a whole segment on social media and why nobody should be on social media. I could do that if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you. I'm just talking what really matters, and that's the X's and O's, and that's what happens when you get in between the stripes, and that's what happens when you're in real game action and what can be done. Where, where, where can this team go? How can this team succeed? This team could succeed with real deal weapons put around Antonio Brown and Derek Carr and I know that that is exactly what the Raiders are trying to do that's what they've tried to do so far in free agency now who's going to step up and be the dude I know everyone's looking at Tyrell Williams to be that number two guy will he be we won't know until we see it right that's who they paid to be is he going to be able to step up and be that guy that's the question that needs to be answered because Batman needs a Robin who's going to step up and be that guy Segment number two is coming up next. Calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Raider Nation, what's up? We're back at it. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. Told you I was going to get to some calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Got a little bit shorter calls here in segment number two. Going to get to the longer calls in segment number three. So up first, Smith Raider in the ATL. He's calling to address the new listeners of the podcast, kind of give them a heads up on what to expect from the podcast, not only during the offseason, but also the regular season. And then he gives some background on some of the callers. Hey, what's up, Q? Raider Nation, this is Smith Raider in the ATL. Give me a call, Q. I really like what's going on with the show. A lot of new callers, a lot of new listeners. Uh, so this call is mostly just directed towards them. I want to let you guys know that I, this offseason has been great, but um, the podcast, in my opinion, is even better during the regular season when all the action's happening. So if you're liking it now, dude, you're going to love it come, you know, October, November. It's going to be insane. Um, it's crazy how much it's grown. If, if let's let's go back six months, Q, you would have been able to you fit you were able to fit all your calls uh, into the third segment, and, and even like uh, with some time to spare. And the podcast was shorter then. You look at it now, man. It's the off season. We have two full segments of calls. So uh, the podcast. I don't know how you're going to do it in the regular season, man, because it's it, there's going to be a lot more action to talk about on your part. Plus, you know, all these calls, man. It's um. It's, it's gotten crazy. It's awesome. It's so cool to hear. Um, and then Raider Nation, if you are a new caller, if you weren't a listener during the regular season, you haven't even heard the best part of the podcast, in my opinion, which is the Wednesday uh, crossover edition. So pretty much whatever team we're playing, let's say we're playing uh, the Broncos um, on Wednesday, Q and the Broncos, the Lockdown Broncos podcast hosts are going to get together and do like a, you know, Q&A, like talk about the teams, who they think is going to win, all that good stuff, you know. Uh, for a full segment. So that's the best part, I think, is, is kind of getting some insight from the enemy and then, uh, and, and, you know, bragging about the Raiders whenever we can. So you got that to look forward to coming up. And then also, if you're a new caller, you hear people calling in, um, referring to themselves as the Four Horsemen. If you don't know what that is, uh, just a few months ago, we had a very heated, uh, I, I wouldn't say heated, but a very, like, intense Derek Carr debate. And it's still going on right now, but not as intense. Uh, where there were pretty much four guys that were more critical of Derek Carr than all the other ones, so we named them the Four Horsemen. I believe it was P.E., Baconator, um, Akeem in Oakland, and then I want to say Most Known Unknown, but I might be wrong with that one. I, I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Q, if you remember who the Four Horsemen are. I named them, and I can't even remember who they are now, so uh, my bad on that. And then just a word of advice, Raider Nation, past few weeks I've been struggling. If you find your skateboard sitting in your garage and you haven't ridden it in 15 years, don't do it, man. I came away with two fractures in my knee and a sprained ACL. So it sucks. Don't ride your skateboard. Don't do anything crazy if you haven't done it in a while. Just stay, you know, lay low, watch TV, enjoy the Raiders. 
Peace out, Raider Nation. Appreciate the call, Smith Raider. That was good stuff right there. And he asked on the call about the four horsemen, who they actually were. And you were almost right. It was P.E. in North Carolina, Akeem in Oakland, Vader Raider in the 303, and Raider Baconator in Seattle. Those are the guys that right now on the Lockdown Raider podcast go by the four horsemen. So, yes, you'll probably hear them sooner rather than later. But good call, Smith Raider in Atlanta. Definitely appreciate that. Now, my man Zane in South Carolina, he's calling in to talk about that whole A.B. and Juju Smith-Schuster beef on social media, something that I touched on in segment number one here. Here he is, Zane, in South Carolina. Hey, what's going on, Q? It's Zane from South Carolina. Um, so I am so far behind. I'm trying to catch up, but I've been I've been trying to avoid it, but it's just been kid. It keeps coming up on, like, my phone and everything, and it's pissing me off. Honestly, A.B. needs to shut up. Like, I, he just, he's making himself look so, like a fool, man. Like, there are people in the league that are calling him out with his little stupid little beef with Juju. Like, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I know I understand he's got a chip on his shoulder, but why is he gotta why is he gotta take a shit on other players, man? Like, I mean, I just don't get it. I, I to be honest, AB just needs to shut up, get put his head down, get to work, and like be a leader in that locker room. Not freaking start these petty arguments online. I just don't get it, man. I he it's it's annoying. Um like it's 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 annoying. Hopefully, hopefully this is all worth it when it comes down um, when it comes to the season. But God, man, it's 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 getting on my nerves, especially because it's the off season. I can't wait till the draft. So you get like get out of this news cycle or whatever, you know. But um, yeah, I just wanted to call and throw in my two cents about AB's freaking. I don't even know what to call it, tantrum? I don't know. Later, Q. I already told you how I feel about it, Zane. Uh, I think it's silly. I think it's dumb. I think the whole social media thing is silly. Like I said, uh, I can go on a whole long rant about why I don't like social media. And you know what? Let me just briefly tell you my belief on social media. Social media allows everyone to have a voice that doesn't need to have a voice, if that makes sense. Everyone who has a voice doesn't need a voice, and that's what social media provides. And I'm not saying Antonio Brown doesn't deserve a voice or Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't deserve a voice, but sometimes people are better at certain things. Certain times, certain people are better at communicating in different ways, and sometimes everyone doesn't need to be able to go to their keyboard and tweet something out or put something on Facebook as a form of communication because sometimes you get a little silly and get a little crazy. And I'll tell you right now, me, I'm not a big fan of, you know, posting all your business out on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. My younger son's mom does all of that. Every single little situation that goes on. Boom. Facebook. Boom. Facebook. But it don't need to be that serious because everyone don't need to know what's going on inside your house. But again, like I said, I can go on some big old long rant about it. I'm not going to do it. I just let you know that I'm not, I'm not that dude. Uh, I use Twitter for sports. I use Twitter to communicate with other people in the sports industry, uh, other people that I can have for guests on shows or, you know, stuff like that. Communicating on a professional level, and then I leave it alone. I really, really leave it alone. So that's something I would love to see A.B. and Juju Smith-Schuster do, just leave it alone. But we all know that's not going to happen. All right, next call. Enough preaching from me. J.C. Raider in Ogden, Utah. He's calling to talk about the draft hats and then poses a question about Raider home games this season to me and Raider Nation. Hey Q, this is JC Raider out of Ogden, Utah. Um, just wanted to, I'll make this call really brief, but I just wanted to say, uh, I love the new draft hat. I bought one. Now it's not a big subject, but anyway, I just really like the, like the new hat and got that. And the other, the thing I really want to talk about, I want to ask you, 
So I'm going to go to a game in Oakland this year. I, we're making a priority. I talked to my wife about it, and we're saving the money, and we're going to go down there and do a game. And uh, I want to know who you think, which game I should go see, which home game. Anyway, I'm thinking uh, Broncos because being in Utah, I just freaking hate the Broncos. Everyone here is a is a Bronco lover. I'd love to see him beat the Broncos. But uh, what do you think? Who should I go see? Anyway, that's all I got. Love you, Raider Nation. I'm out. Nice, short, sweet, to the point call. J.C. Raider in Ogden, Utah. And the question he had is, what home game should he go to? And, J.C., I can't really tell you. I can't tell you until the schedule comes out because depending on – it's not only just the opponent that is something that you want to see. You also want to get the date. Like, uh, you know what I mean? You want to get a really cool date to be at the Oakland Coliseum. And, again, we're trying to put something together where a bunch of us go to the same game. And I think that would be awesome. And so if you hold out and we find out uh, some dates and we can all come together like butt cheeks and uh, maybe show up at the same game and party out in the parking lot or whatever man do something kind of special meet at some place near the coliseum and just hang out for a little while we'll get something together so uh i'm gonna hold on to that one jc raider and maybe remind me a couple times but we'll get together on this because it's gonna go down at the oakland coliseum i'm gonna make sure that a bunch of us raider fans and listeners of the locked on raider podcast all come together like butt cheeks and hang out for at least one afternoon in oakland i think that'd be awesome matter of fact that'll be the name of the podcast the next day one afternoon in oakland (laughs) how about that yeah that sounds good to me Moving on, Raider Al in Georgia. He called for a couple reasons, but first thing, he speaks on the podcast, he touches on the Marshawn Lynch conversation, and then he touches on the draft. Here's my man, Raider Al in Georgia. Q, what's going on, my brother? Raider Al from the GA. Hey, man, I want to start out by just commending you at first because you managed to give a podcast almost every day. That's saying a lot right there, man. We, I know Raider Nation. I know I appreciate it because I listen to multiple podcasts, and some of them are weekly, some of them are monthly, and some of them are when they, they just feel like doing a podcast. So for you to do it every day, appreciate you, brother. Marshawn Lynch. I keep hearing this stuff, a lot of stuff about Marshawn Lynch. Here's what I say about Marshawn Lynch. Number one, he's getting a little long in the two. But the big thing I don't hear nobody talk about, how motivated is he to play? The way I hear Marshawn Lynch and Rob Gronkowski has made, has saved every dime they made in the NFL. I read that or either heard it probably last year or something, so I don't think he needs the money. Okay, my draft, the first three picks. I know I said defense before, but since the free agency, I'm changing up just a bit. Number one, I want Josh Daniels for the first, for the fourth pick. Then our second first-round pick, I want to try to get one of those tight ends, either Hawkerson or Fant, if they're still available. Then that third pick, I would like to get the Jacob kid out of Alabama. Now, I'm a little skeptical about Alabama, Alabama players. I think I told you this before, Q. Alabama players are like Duke basketball players. They make good pros, not great pros. So hopefully he can prove me wrong. And also, we talk about that meeting in Cali with the podcasters. Hey, depending on the date, my brother, man, I might be up for that. Depending on what date we, we decide to meet or if it even happens, you could probably count me in. Raider Nation for life. Ow. Ow. 
Good stuff right there, my man. I can't say that I disagree with anything. Uh, you always have a lot of good suggestions when you call the podcast, good thoughts when you call the podcast, so I definitely appreciate that. And uh, Raider Al, he wasn't done. He had to call back real quick to call in and shout out a couple of the podcast listeners. Here he is. Raider Al in Georgia a second time. Q, Raider Al again. I just want to shout out a few people that I hear on the podcast. Nico in North Jersey. What's up, my brother? I lived in North Jersey over 20 years. And Whiskey on the Jersey Shore. What's up, my brother? I lived on the Jersey Shore for over 20 years. Peace. All right. Had to show some love to the Jersey folks. I'm not mad at that at all. Appreciate you, Raider Al. Now, to finish off segment number two, my man Mario in Tucson. He's calling about a few subjects that have to do with the draft and what he thinks the Raiders might want to do or see the Raiders do in that first round. Q. Mario in Tucson, man. How you been? Been a long time, huh? Well, anyway, uh, the way I look at it is, I like what the Raiders are doing. I like what they've done already. Competition makes your team better. That means the cream of the crop will be the ones that we put out there on the field. Now, about the draft, uh, I know we had the three picks in the first round, you know, number four, I guess it's number 24 and number 27. So at number four, yeah, I agree. Quentin Williams should be there. But if he's not, you take the kid from Kentucky. I guess it's Josh Allen. Take him. I mean, with just those two players, can you picture Allen on the other end of the line opposite from, uh, what is his name is escaping me? The kid we just drafted just last season. But that's irrelevant. Um, also, the two kids that we drafted on the defensive line, Hall and Hurst, picture those guys having Quinn and Williams in the mix too. Arden Key, so Arden Key at one end and Josh Allen on the other end. Also, um, you know, if, if, if we that, that would be our fourth pick, but but during the twenty four twenty seven pick, I'd like to throw maybe you know Nikhil Harry at twenty four twenty seven. Um, can figure out a way to package twenty four with something else or twenty seven with something else. Move up and uh, grab ourselves uh, Cleveland Farrell, you know. But I got a sleeper for you that nobody's really mentioned, and I'm not sure how well it'll be in the NFL, but I'd like to see the Raiders take a look at or maybe even draft maybe in the, the second round or one of the later rounds, if he's still around, Marvell Tell, safety from USC. I watched that kid for a few years play at SC, and, He's not bad, and I think with some NFL culture, he could be pretty good. But, you know, other than that, I know that those three, those first picks, we got to get right. we got to get them right. And if we could have any combination of the ones kids uh that would be an up move. Those kids are really good. So I think that uh if you look at it, let's get these first three right and kind of fill in the rest of the blanks after that. But, uh, you know, it's been a great, you know, few weeks here watching the podcast. And I just want to uh, tell everybody out there, Raider Nation, you know, keep it up.
Good call, Mario. It's always good to hear from you, my man. And Marvell Tell from USC, safety. That's a guy that he talked about. And, yeah, he's not going to be a first-round guy, probably not even a second-round guy. I'm looking at him probably as a third or fourth-round guy. I don't know a whole lot about him. Not even going to try to sugarcoat it and lie to you. I don't know a whole lot about him, but everything I've read in my research that I've done, it says that he's not really that great of a tackler. A lot of his issues are tackling, and a a bad tackler from the safety position is not a good thing. That's a problem that Raider Nation has seen already. So if they take a chance, chance on him it'll probably be on day three I'm thinking round four maybe even round five if he drops a little bit but somebody because he comes from USC has that USC pedigree will probably take him a little bit earlier but good thing way to think outside the box I'm not mad at that again so you can't just think about the first round the second round you got to think about some later round picks as well so Mario good call and like I said before man great to hear from you coming up in segment number three I got two calls they're both lengthy calls but I got two calls one from Raider Baconator in Seattle and then one from most known unknown in Philly that's coming up next on the Locked Raiders podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment of the day, segment number three of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. Your boy Q here, at your boy Q254 on Twitter, and I know it's bad for me to promote Twitter when I've been dogging social media all day, but I mean, it's just what it is, and again, you can hit me up on Twitter. It is always professional, it's always fun, it's always a bunch of Raider talk, at your boy Q254, or 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Got a couple lengthy calls that I want to get to, starting off with Raider Baconator in Seattle. He was calling for a few different reasons, but really, he goes in on the whole Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins quarterback meetings with the team. It's a really, really passionate call from my man Raider Baconator, explaining his feelings on this situation. Here he is, Raider Baconator in Seattle. Yeah, that's one of the four horsemen right there. Hey Q, what's going on, man? This is uh, Raider Baconator in Seattle. Uh, Just calling to touch on a couple subjects. Uh, Actually, this is kind of a call I wanted to uh, make during the combine, but I kind of wanted to see how everything played out uh, with, you know, pre-draft and stuff like that. And that's a never-ending topic of two guys that I have brought up constantly on the podcast that have, all, that have just led to debates back and forth between Raider Nation, and that's Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray. And the reason I bring them up is because I people want to say that, oh, the Raiders are only meeting with them as a smoke screen, but to me, it's more than, to me and not just me, to me and a lot of people, you have NFL insiders, reporters, to me it's, it's, it's much more than that because I fully believe that the interest is a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, I'd say it's a thousand percent real that the Raiders are interested in taking Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins in the NFL draft. And I say that because, I just, I'll break down a little bit of a timeline here. At the Combine, they met with Haskins. They met with Kyler Murray. Uh, and Vic Tafer actually at the Combine, uh, he had a really good tweet that I wanted to call in, in about. But I'm going to mention it now. Is he said that everyone gushes, everyone gets excited when um, 
John Gruden gushes over Kyler Murray. He goes, but I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, the Raiders like Haskins better. That's the same Dwayne Haskins that everyone tried to, you know, that started that big debate back in January when I called in. So then you have the Raiders meeting with them, meeting with Kyler Murray and Haskins at the Combine. And then you fast forward a little, and you have the Raiders at the pro days of Haskins and Kyler Murray. And that's not super significant because, you know, almost every team from the NFL is at Oklahoma and Ohio State's pro days. Whether they're there to see Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins or not, that remains to be, uh, you know, that's debatable. But then also you have last week, you know, where John Gruden personally flies to Ohio and to Dallas, Texas. He flies to Texas to work out Kyler Murray, have dinner. They spend two days with him. And then they go to Ohio and spend two days working out and meeting with Dwayne Haskins. And people say, well, it's probably just a smoke screen for them to try and get a team to trade up. Now, that's a possibility. I would rule it out. But here's the thing. The Raiders have the number four pick in the draft. And I'll tell you, there's a bunch of teams in the top ten that haven't met with or worked out Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray. You don't see the 49ers, the Jets, the Bucks, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Bills, and and then even going a little further. And teams like the Bengals that haven't, those teams haven't even met with or worked out privately Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins. And you know why? Because they're confident in who they have on their roster at quarterback. The Lions are confident in Matt Stafford. The Jaguars are confident in Nick Foles. The Bucks are confident in Jameis Winston. The 49ers are confident in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the Jets are confident in Sam Darnold. The Bills are confident in uh, Josh Allen. Well, you know why they're not working out? Because they're confident in the quarterback that they have on the roster. And I, you don't, you don't spend months doing meetings and wasting your time meeting with top the two top quarterbacks in the draft if the interest is not real. And it is. I would guarantee a hundred thousand percent that the interest is real. That like uh, in two guys in Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Like I said back in January and early February, that the interest would be real. Now, people want to say, well, it's smokescreen season. They probably are only meeting with them to get a team to trade up. Now, I've heard from, uh, I read from an NFL insider uh, yesterday that the Raiders are, that the Raiders really want Quinn Williams and they're hoping that a team will jump up and take a quarterback, um, you know, with the Jets at number three. But I wouldn't rule out I would not rule out if John Gruden wants his franchise quarterback, he's going to go get him if it's not Derek Carr. Now, personally, I think the team with the way that uh, guys like Antonio Brown, uh, Trent Brown, Tyrell Williams, uh, you know, these guys that have – these guys that they've brought in have – they've given this huge vote of confidence in working out with Derek Carr that I think if you take a quarterback high – that it almost is a worst case scenario because you've got you've got all these new guys that have came in that are building this early chemistry with Derek Carr and that are vouching for Derek Carr of how much they like playing with him. But I you can't rule it out because the only way that the Raiders get rid of Derek Carr is on draft night, and the only way that they do that is if the Raiders move up with the Cardinals and they take Kyler Murray or they move up one spot or two spots and get Dwayne Haskins. So, and people want to talk about, well, Derek Carr, they've already, you know, he's got his salary and he's, you know, under contract and 
There's no way they'd trade him. But I look at a situation similar that's played out the past two years where the Bears gave Mike Glennon $15 million per year over three years. And then what did they do the same year? They moved up in the draft and drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Then you go with the Cardinals uh, last year. When they moved, when they gave Sam Bradford two years, twenty million, fifteen million guaranteed, and then they move up and draft Josh Rosen. You can't rule it out. And also from a money a money perspective, Carr is making nineteen million a year. If you take a rookie quarterback this year, they're only going to make maximum twenty million dollars over five years instead of over one year. People say, oh, it's money, it's not a big deal. Money is everything in this league. The salary cap is everything. So to think that they won't move up and, you know, take a rookie QB and get a rookie QB on a five-year deal if they really like someone is preposterous. And they, if people say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I want, you know, if they take QB, I want it to be next year, I want it to be Herbert or Jacob, or, you know, Jake Fromm or, uh, you know, Tua. Well, then those guys are all going to go top five next year, guaranteed. So if you want those guys, then you're going to have to you're going to have to have the Raiders have a season that's um, that's top five worst in the league. So I'm just calling in, give my thoughts on it. I'm sure people don't want it. I mean, people you know might not agree with this, but the interest is a hundred percent real. And if John, the only way the Raiders will probably get Kyler Murray is if they trade up to number one, and I wouldn't rule it out. And I also wouldn't rule out them taking Dwayne Haskins that I talked about since January. But sorry about the long call, Q. I uh, want to give a shout-out to the Raging Russian Raider in Dallas, and thanks for having me on, man. Uh, appreciate the podcast. Listen to every episode. Love it, man. Thanks. Good stuff, and he got some good points. And you know, something that I touched on when they were having these meetings with these guys, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, I said, look, they're showing some interest. And obviously, they're doing their due diligence like every team should. But there's definitely some interest. The question has always been, how much level of interest is there? Is there enough to go ahead and pull the trigger and take one of those guys? Or is it just enough to get your mind on it and say, okay, this is what's going on? Not to mention, a a team like Denver can go and, say, draft Kyler Murray. Well, John Gruden and Mike Mayock already have the intel on who this guy is, as far as they know. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that they can also do. That's something else to take into consideration. Obviously, Kansas City doesn't need a quarterback, but... You know, the Chargers, they may be looking at a quarterback to replace uh, Phillip Rivers. You know, he's going into the last year of his deal. So maybe John Gruden says, well, maybe they go after a guy like Dwayne Haskins or a Kyler Murray. And now we have an idea of what that guy could do for that team. And so they also have to have that intel as well. So I'm not saying that the interest there is 100% because they want to acquire him for the team. But look, there's four teams in the AFC West. The Chargers, they have Phillip Rivers right now, but they need may need a guy for the future. The Broncos have Joe Flacco, definitely going to need a guy for the future. The The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. They're set. And then the Raiders have Derek Carr. Depending on what you want to believe or who you want to believe, Derek Carr is the quarterback of the future, at least the quarterback of 2019 for the Raiders, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. But either way, they're doing their homework. I do believe there's a level of interest. The question is always going to be how much that interest really, really is. But great stuff, great passion, and I love the fact that you uh, threw out so many different facts that are out there. So Raider Baconator in Seattle, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now the final call is coming from Most Known Unknown in Philly. This call actually was from a few days ago, like late last week, but I definitely want to want to make sure I got it in because it's a very, very good call. Talked about Marshawn Lynch, Derek Carr, the draft, and more. Yo, Q, you know who it is calling from Philadelphia. You know I had to stop the podcast to call as soon as I heard a King's call. Because, bro, you just proved my point. 
when I said what I said about knowing what I had to know about you, you you pretty much reiterated it. You have an implicit bias to, to Marshawn Lynch. He can do no wrong because you like him. Listen, I, what the man does in the community, I think is great. I think it's great. But your community working got nothing to do with being on a football field and getting kicked out of a very important game. What I meant by my statement was that I understand that you, Akeem in Oakland, will make concessions for somebody that you like. You don't like Derek Carr. Hence, when people try to bring to you valid reasons for the lack of team success, because Derek Carr having four wins is not an issue of Derek Carr, and it's an issue of a team. When someone tries to point out reasons why Derek Carr is a good quarterback and is a starting quarterback and should be the franchise quarterback, you don't want to hear it because you don't like him, so you make no concessions for him like you do for Marshawn Lynch. You're willing to make concessions for people you like and people you don't like, you won't listen to reason. That's what I meant by that statement. So now we can get back to regularly scheduled program. I'm off that. Next thing, uh, as far as the draft, I thought uh, the interview with Jordan Reed was fire. Um, honestly, in its most simplest form, all speculation aside, I think one of a few things is going to happen. I think either the Raiders draft who's left over sitting there between Quentin Williams or Josh Allen, or they trade out. Because if Quentin Williams and Josh Allen aren't on the board, that means Kyler Murray is. And I think they trade back. And they trade back, I'm fine with getting Ed Oliver. I am scared, however, when Jordan Reed made the Geno Atkins comparisons, I was thinking in the back of my head, is Paul Gunther going to get into another drag-out tug-of-war with Mike Mayock over a guy who he sees that may be his Geno Atkins? I don't want to reach for him at four. If we trade back, I'm fine with it. And uh, I think that's how it's going to go. So whoever's left over between Quentin Williams and Josh Allen or we trade back, I think that's how it's going to go. I would prefer a trade back scenario. I really do. I think that's what the Raiders are gearing up for. But if they don't, that's fine. Quentin Williams and Josh Allen, I'll be absolutely fine with either one of them. Last but not least, Q, uh, I wanted to tell you, man, you know, when the podcast comes on, I'm always nodding my head to that smooth beat you got playing behind the autumn wind. But I never gave you props on it. I don't know if you put that together or one of your homies did, but I think it's a dope track. It's a real smooth track to be playing behind the autumn wind. I really like it. Like I said, I don't know who put it together. If you produced it, somebody produced it, what? I don't even know if it's a, it's a track that's somebody else is out there, but I just never heard it. But it just sounded like real, some real smooth stuff that my man Nas Escobar should be spitting some introspective, real deep type lyrics to. But I like it. I'm always nodding my head to it, but I never gave you props on it. So props to you on that. And also a shout-out to you for asking Jordan Reed about Cleveland Farrell. Um, I know you was on a mission to kind of help get my question answered. Um, I appreciate that a lot. Um gives me some clarity. Although I don't think Nick Bosa – he didn't run at the combine or do anything at the combine. I don't think he did anything at his pro D either. But his draft status didn't didn't slip. But hey, if that's what they want to do, then fine. Hopefully he's hanging around in the late twenties for us to pick up. Because I would love to get Cleveland Farrell. All right, fellas, peace out. Hey, King from Oakland, it's all love, brother. You know what it is. When the season starts, I think we we will be back on the same page. 
I hollered everybody. Peace. Great stuff right there. Most known unknown. Sorry that it took so long to get it on, but I had so many different calls. I wanted to go ahead and get as many in as possible. And sometimes the lengthier calls are hard to fit in, but definitely want to uh, give you that. And also, you talked about the intro to the podcast that I had, and I wanted to make sure I gave the proper credit to it. My guys on Twitter, you can hit them up at IHYE underscore JAYE. Again, at I-H-Y-E underscore J-A-Y-E from Clockwise Production Music. He actually hooked it up for me when I started the podcast. You can check him out at clockwiseproduction.org. You can see his work. But yeah, when I first started the podcast, man, he uh, he hit me up. He sent me a DM, matter of fact, talking about Twitter. He sent me a DM and said, hey, your podcast is good, but you need a nice intro, and uh, I'm going to hook something up for you. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I shot him my email address, and he, he shot it back to me in like a week, probably less than a week, and said, hey, check your email. I think you'll like it and when i heard that intro i'm like you most known unknown i was like dang that's fire so that's definitely going to be the signature song for the locked on raider podcast it's not going anywhere that's really really good stuff matter of fact uh, mj acosta from nfl network uh when i met her at the super bowl in atlanta she even told me when she said that she listened to the podcast she's like all i remember is that song right from the very beginning the song at the very beginning so it is very catchy it gets a lot of people's attention i appreciate my man uh tweeting that or giving me that uh that intro just shooting it to me on the strength man that was really cool and i'm glad that you like it as well so thank you for that call raider baconator in seattle thank you for your call raider allen georgia a couple times jc raider in ogden utah zane in south carolina smith raider in atlanta and of course my man mario in tucson appreciate all your calls today on the locked on raider podcast coming back on wednesday we'll have a lot more heat you know we will have more news and notes surrounding the silver and black have more calls with that locked on raider podcast voicemail line plus we'll still be talking draft until next time raider nation as always just win baby Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.